This is Graham. Uh, I am in the process of editing today's episode, episode 73, which is about recreating the Holga or making a Holga replacement. At the very beginning, we had a couple of technical issues, so please bear with us. They clear up after about 10 minutes. So there's a, a couple of gaps where Ethan talks and we don't hear what Ethan says. And then the whole recording drops out. So just bear with us for a moment. So it's not uh, today's uh, episode of Homemade Camera is is not our normal three, four, five person episode. It's just Ethan and I. And we are uh, going to answer, maybe, we're going to uh, respond to um, a, yeah, that's right. No, I want to answer it. Um, we're going to respond to a message that I got on Etsy. And it was, uh, why do you cut your hair so short? No, um, it was, uh, it was about, uh, it was in response to the, to the Kraken. And this is the message, and hang on a second. Why don't I see who it was from on this screen? Uh, here, hang on a second. Let me tell you. It is from somebody named uh, Arlen. Arlen B. So I'm not sure what um, Arlen's uh, full name is, but Arlen B. It's, and it, here's the message. Here's the question. Out of curiosity, is there anything preventing you from making the plans to print a regular Holga? And he does, uh, it's a Holga 120 GCFN. I think that's the one, isn't the GCFN the one with the, with the multicolor flash at the top? I'm not sure exactly which one it was. Um, but it, the Holga 120 with an interchangeable lens zone focusing and no light leaks or is that way too difficult and i you know at first my first reaction was well let's talk about what a holga is and its qualities and let's talk about um what we can do and what we can't do um but it really got me thinking about a plastic six by six camera and what we would need to do um, in order to, to, to really answer the brief. Uh, I'll be um, um, uh, aid from Sunny16. He always talks about, uh, does it answer the brief? Um, Right, specifically injection molding uh, ABS plastic. Um, that's the that's the big key. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, well, I no. I think that the brief. Uh, it, it, there is, I mean, that was the brief. I just read the whole brief. Uh, I, I read the whole description of what he's looking for, but I'm also reading in 
some specific elements of what a Holga is um, and what makes a Holga an attractive camera and um, what we would, what I would need to, in, in order to do that. So uh, let's talk about the qualities of a Holga. It is inexpensive. I mean, they're, they're back down about 30 bucks, right? Um, Holgas have been as much as a hundred bucks. And I'm just talking about the basic no flash, uh, um, plastic lensed, um, Holga. So we would be talking, um, what I, uh, Holga 120N, um, you know, the current ones that are out, the Holga 120N. So one of the, um, one of the things that a Holga 120 has is it, it is very light. You can be carrying one and not really feel like you're being burdened in any way other than the bulk when you're trying to juggle your phone and pull out your credit card and, you know, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, those types of things, but it is extremely, extremely light. So can we get a camera six by six, one twenty camera? Well, that I think there's is some that light. Well, let's go, let's okay. go quality by quality. Okay. Or, but okay, should we list the qualities yeah. first? Okay, sure. Absolutely. Right. So, it so is you light. have inexpensive and light. And that it's yeah. six by six on one twenty uh -huh. film. Um, uh, what else? It has sort of a normal lens and a viewfinder and uh, scale focus. Yeah, um, and very very vague scale focus. <laughs> so, what um, what needed to be? And he also says no light leaks. Well, uh, I. That might a be a of quality of a and, Holga. Well, yeah, that might be inherent. That's one of those. Um, uh, what is it with semiotics? Well, let, it is a signifier and an idea. Okay, so I'm, I'm keeping list here, but let's keep on the list <laughs> okay. um, that it may or may not have light leaks. Yeah, well. Uh, I think we can deal know, with that in a, in a reproduction. I, That's not so hard to fix. Well, I can sell anybody a roll of tape, and then that yeah. takes care of the light leaks. So. Um, it, but that doesn't, you know, it's inconvenient and that, and that type uh -huh. of thing. Um, it just needs to be a, uh, red window advance. Okay. Um, so simple advance, single knob, doesn't need a second knob, uh, a rewind or, uh -huh. you know, an overshoot knob as I kind of think of it. It has um, an aperture and a shutter in it. That's it, fairly advanced. It, it has a two option aperture. So it's f11 and f16. The shutters, I believe, are 125, um, right about there. Uh, hold uh, shutter speed. Um, uh, one one hundred. Okay, I think we are back. Um, sorry if anybody was watching and we got cut off. I'm having some technical issues this morning with my computer but uh yeah. we'll have it ironed out at least by the next time um now we are back sorry about i that. am actually just seeing the obs um semi swastika yeah, logo. yeah 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 okay we're we are on um we're on yeah now you okay ah yes okay so um 
let's list the qualities that we've gotten written down right. so far. Okay, so I we'll have I have my little Holga sketch, and I'm keeping track yes. of the qualities. We have okay. that it's inexpensive, it's light, it takes six by six pictures on a 120 film. It has about a normal, you know, plastic low quality lens. It has a viewfinder, scale uh-huh. focus, may or may not have light leaks. Has a red window uh, film advance, a two option aperture, which I think is like a switching zone, uh, switching uh, waterhouse it's, stop, and a one twenty fifth yeah. of a second leaf ish shutter single. It's one 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 hundred one one hundredth according to okay. both Freestyle and Wikipedia. Okay. So one one hundred. So yeah, uh, I mean one one twenty fifth one one hundredth. That's mm-hmm. I. I mean, okay. do you? Do you shoot differently? <laughs> you know, if you have a hundred speed film, you're at one one twenty fifth for seven sixteen. So yeah, yeah that's yeah. Um, um, okay. So do you uh, want to talk ahead. about like all of the different obstacles to producing each one of these sorts of features well, at home, or do you want to talk about to, what you think we can do? We um, need to add in a couple more for the brief. So oh, I see. interchangeable lens. Well, actually, just one. The yeah, interchangeable have... lens. That doesn't have um, an interchangeable lens, does it? No, but he's looking for an upgrade. Oh, I mean, otherwise I people see. just are going to buy a Holga, right? I see. Um, there's no reason. Uh, yeah, and the Holga 120G CFN also has a built-in flash. Oh, hold um, on. Let's go back to this lens for a second. What what mount is in the brief? An interchangeable well, lens is very vague. Well, that I think that that is something for us to solve. I think okay. that that's what he he left us to solve that, um, and we we kind of uh, and I really want to get to that. That's actually I think the funnest part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, now I have never taken apart a Holga lens, but I am going to assume it is a single element meniscus. Um, would you make that same assumption? Um, mm, single or double, maybe. I doubt it's a triple. Here. Um, Pretty, you know, polycarbonate plastic lens. Um, in front of me. Unmounted. Okay, so let's see if we can see. I'm just looking to see if there are any pictures of... Uh, yeah, okay. No, these are just people who have taken the full lens housing and put it on their DSLRs. Um, so um, here, Holga lens, and let's see if I can. Um, uh, by the way, you've replaced me with your... Um, uh, my search for Holga lens <laughs> elements. So, yeah. Um, and here, I want just, I don't want pictures. I want... Um, what is Holga lens? Low contrast, simple meniscus. Okay. Okay. Is a simple now. meniscus lens. Um, and, uh, you know, with a single meniscus lens, that's actually something that we could do. Yep. We would, it, depending on the run and, you, you know, all we have to do is really talk to, uh, Fred at, um surplus shed and see what he could supply yeah i know you love fred but uh or or somewhere else or somewhere else you know 
It is great for homemade camera builders for uh, runs of cameras, everything of they one. have. Run, yeah. Or or even one. a fifty maybe, but you know, an yeah. infinite run. I don't want to have to redesign when Fred I, runs out. And and but I'm not I mean that's part of the you. deal. Yeah. Uh, that's part of the deal. Okay, so um can, yeah, should we address these one by one or sort of yes. more as, as a whole? Let's do them one by one. Okay. So the first quality of a Holga is that it's inexpensive, but I think maybe we should talk about that dead last because we don't yet know what goes into it. I am yeah. almost sure it'll be more expensive by Hol than a Holga if I were to make one, but maybe if you download it and print it yourself, it's only double the price of a Holga yeah. <laughs> by the time yeah, you're done right. not counting your time. Um, well, and, and there are lots of supplies that you'll have to um, supply yourself. Yeah, but, um, but you know, like we're, we're, think about okay. So think about the clips that hold the back of a Holga on. We're not going to make those, so I'm going to magnetic the back. You know, I'm okay, going to okay. Well, mag we're so back. you're getting down but, this road of like, how would we make a camera like yeah. that, right? And yeah, and how that affects uh, its expense. But let's get to the expense. We can make an estimate when we figure out what it is we're building. I just have a picture yeah. of a new Hol or an old Holga, right? We uh -huh. want uh, the Graham Holga. So um, the yeah. next thing is light. Again, I think let's put that one to the end because that'll be affected yeah. by its features and mechanisms. Um, we certainly can make a camera that takes six by six pictures on 120. Um, I think yeah. at some point both of us have. Um, I have one in, in my hand right now. So um, I think... So. Yeah. Great. So I think the the first one that we should really discuss is that it has a normal lens, right? A single element, yeah. either 60 or an 80 millimeter lens. It's, 75, something. In yeah. There. yeah. Um, and I think we, we started to talk about that. That's certainly going to affect the expense, mm -hmm. but also affect how everything else is built around, right? Because you uh -huh. have the two things, right? We're basically making an adapter between some lens and... Um, 120 film you know right right um, um i oh go ahead uh yeah so i, I was think gonna, you were about to say something yeah i was yeah. gonna say we might make it adaptable for multiple single meniscus lenses or maybe this guy wants a nikon mount right yeah you could do um, both a vastly different project i don't know that we we can address both in the scope we could make a little t branch yeah. Okay. So if, if we're going to do that, we don't do Nikon. Um, if we're going to do that, we do M42 um, for, for volume and for the fact that Nikon needs an interaction in order to adjust the aperture and, and uh, that type of thing. Whereas with an M42, can't you, uh, M42s are, Several of them are non-automatic. Oh Ethan yeah, is yeah looking, For those can... of you who are home, at, at home, uh, Ethan was looking at me like you're screwing the head. <laughs> no, uh, you're just you're missing something. Is that like all of the uh, pre-AI and AI and AIS, the manual focus Nikon lenses, they are aperture uh -huh. uh, indexing or or um, auto aperture, but you can just design it also that you push that lever down with whatever mount you design. That's not a big deal. Okay. You can, you can with the camera turn them into okay. on auto. Yeah. And I'm uh, I I think that probably the mount 
that I have 35 millimeter mount that I've the least experience with is uh, Nikon because I just don't have an affinity for Nikons. Um, but okay, so um, I, I think because you know the focusing system and the mount system and like ultimately the body is going to all be built around these lenses. I think it's you know uh, and and light and cheap is one of the yeah uh, prereqs here keeping that in mind yeah. maybe let's just go down the idea of interchangeable meniscus lenses so you maybe okay. have like um two like a, a threaded barrel with two uh ring retainer rings right and you uh -huh. can screw we're just for you know uh, discussion right now right you screw yeah. the one ring in you put the lens in you screw the next ring and there's a sloppy way to do it we could do yeah. it a bunch of different ways but maybe we just make it uh to take adjustable uh meniscus lenses yes and i they have to have a focusing helical of some sort right. so uh i think for price that's got to be a 3d printed um just simply for cost mm -hmm. um and for weight as well because um even you know an m42 to m42 focusing helical it, you know is going to add is going to double or triple the weight of what a Holgate is anyway. Mm -hmm. So, so if we're, you know, if we're sticking within the weight, um, we need to, um, uh, it needs to be 3d printed. Um, and I don't think that that's a problem at all. Um, uh, I think that we can do that. Um, so I think, and, it, I mean, obviously we can make 3d printed helicals, right? I do it all yeah. the time. Oscar does uh -huh. it. Uh, but, it's hard to make them small on an FDM machine. The other thing is, like, in the brief yeah. we talked about, you know, he wanted it to be 3D printable, which is, or at least partially, home-assemblable. Uh, the yeah. home machines right now primarily are FDM machines, so there's some limit right. to how small this thing can be. Yeah, I have a um, uh, Parker Musselman. Ah! Uh, and I don't see it right here hand um he sent me a um a fuji um uh helical and the fuji helical um i have not uh like for a new the... fuji digital camera or yeah or... For a fuji fx uh and these are just for my uh lens punk lenses and it's not just right here now I printed it and I can't get it to helical. I can't get it to go in and out all the way, but I haven't given it any time at all. Um, yeah, no, uh, there's standing or anything like that. So there's about but, six to eight variables to make a helix smooth, but, but I mean, it's doable for sure. Yeah. Just okay. can't be all that thin. Right. Okay. Um, so um, the, the, um, so I think it, I, it, so I would say that the helical is something that we would want to not remove from the camera, um, that the lens would sit on the helical uh, versus the, so. Lens sitting inside of it. Yeah. Uh, in, 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 why swap out three helicals? Let's just get one helical that works, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I'm thinking, okay, so for the lenses, I'm thinking three lenses. You want a wide, 
So you want about a 50, you want about uh, 65 to 80 in normal, and you want one 95 to 100, which is semi-tele, right? Um, now, because that's that was part of the brief is okay. Interchangeable well, I, I would put that on the uh, I don't know the wish list, not the need list. It might well, become it's... very hard to design a camera that can do multiple things, have multiple lens geometries, yeah. and then still have it be good. Right. I, I right. will not let universality ever get in the way of a product of mine being good. I don't want it to do you know, anything. I just want it to do what it's, you know, it, yeah. it, it might, I, I don't know this yet, but I have like a sneaky suspicion that like, if you have to make the helical geometry fit everything, it might start getting real big and beefy. And all of a sudden you have a Holga. An OG. Yeah. Or a Bronco pan, yeah. right? Which is a great camera. Yeah. I love it, but it's not svelte. It's not a Holga. Yeah. Real intense for that. Yeah. Um, I don't know that uh, this is the case, but that's my. I, when when you say these things, I I start thinking like problems, <laughs> which is the fun part okay. to overcome. But yes, yeah. I I agree generally. If we can hit a fifty, uh, let's say seventy five or eighty, and a uh -huh. ninety five or hundred somewhere in that range, yeah. that would be great. Those are the three types of lenses I like carrying. Yeah. Now, part of the deal is with that, we need bright lines in the finder. Don't we? Uh, do you know how bright lines are generated? I We need something in the finder. Okay, or something in the finder. we need a swappable finder. Cool. Bright lines uh, is a... Okay. Okay, that's I, not I'm going not in I'm not saying bright guy. lines. I'm saying uh, frame markers somehow... Okay. That change. By the way, I just want to point out, Ethan just took a drink out of what really looked like a five real metal uh, developing can. Is it? Or it's was my it? Honeywell Nikkor coffee cup. Oh, okay. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, but it really, really looked like it. I, I, I think I need to get one. I, I think I need to go buy one just for drinking out <laughs> uh I, it's it's actually not a developing tank it's it's just yeah. an insulated mug i can't have glass anymore um yeah because yeah we can't have we can't have okay uh, okay that's the reason why we can't have a nice so you tank. got into um, lines in the finder but but we weren't even we talking need... finders yet i'm not putting that yeah. on my list <laughs> okay okay that sounds good okay so we uh, one of the uh uh let's talk about what a holga lens does mm -hmm. And what about a Holga lens is attractive to the eye? So one of the things that a Holga lens does is it vignettes, right? It, yeah. it's, it's a lens that should be covering four by four, um, uh, put on a six by six camera. Um, so, that means that we've got to find that right lens. Now, it does have a little bit of focus fall off at the edge, but it doesn't have a ton of focus fall off at the edge. It has a ton of light fall off. Um, so um, that is something we need to look through. We need to find, and that would be a difficulty in sourcing. Uh, yeah, we would so, need to test a few. Yeah, I I think um, you know for this conversation, 
we can't be married to a specific lens. It would have to all start out lens shopping, right? See what looks yeah. reasonable okay. on something like uh, Nick's Speed Baby, yeah. you know, as a test. Rate. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, uh, one of the things, one of the things that I have to say is I'm holding up a Lomo LCA um, that I got uh, beginning of June, um, and. I'm a little bit disappointed in the lens because I thought it had a pretty severe fall off at the edges. Um, I'd seen a bunch of images that were, you know, that had vignetting in the corners and, you know, well, that's Photoshop fall vignetting. Off. and that's what I'm thinking that I, it also could be different, for. different amounts of fall off at different focusing distances and apertures. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so if they okay. didn't design the cone perfectly, often, you know, at when when a lens is uh, far forward, yeah. sometimes the light path hits the edges of the internals of the cone. There, yeah. there might be conditions under which it does wonky things. And this is a this is a made in USSR um, uh, Soviet version. You can see that there. Um, so it could be that it is a batch to batch and I got the really good batch <laughs> and I wanted the shitty batch. Um, uh, so, uh, so anyway, um, uh, you know, those quality, those lens qualities. Okay. So, um, but primarily we really want the normal, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's the whole guy. It's a, it's a point and shoot. It's a, uh, click it and forget it. It's, uh, Oh, one other quality in that, because we haven't gotten to the shutter yet. So are we ready for the shutter? Uh, yes, except uh, first Alex Purcell says there's an Ica trick to partially closing the cover that does a cool vignette. <laughs> I see. It's reasonable. Ah. But it, uh, it appears to be locked out if I don't open the... Yeah, it... Um, it locks me out if, uh, yeah, so oh. I'd have to, okay. uh, yeah. Anyway, you find uh, thanks. Thanks, Alex. Um, uh, so, uh, where, where are we? Uh, okay. So where do you find her? You find her. Okay. So, uh, we need bright lines. <laughs> okay. We need, um, we need marks for each of the lenses or we need an interchangeable viewfinder. To me, interchangeable just seems like the simplest, right? Swap yeah, it is. Swap out the lens. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, you can also cut different masks. I think the the lines yeah. are, you know, a simple version of lines, easy to make Leica-style bright lines is way more, <laughs> you know, this is now $1,000. Yeah, no, camera. I'm not. Um, uh, and I was using a generic term. I Right. I, so I think we could no. mask in a number of ways, but I think the real challenge, particularly to somebody like me, is sourcing the glass for such a thing, or do you just uh, make it really simple and have a hoop site, right? So for the 50 and the 95, I see no problem with that uh, for... Or sorry, for the 80 and the 95 or 100, yeah. right? But the 50 starts becoming like pretty wide in yeah. guesswork. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, no, I'm with you on that. I don't think that what we do, I don't think we put um, 
at least, you know, okay. So uh, I'll, I'm going to step aside for a moment from the specifics. And I'm thinking if we talk this out, this could be something that I might want to do. Um, but, uh, I don't think that I would bother with a lensed binder, Mm -hmm. uh, because it is an effing Holga. So what if you cut something off? Yeah. You know, um, I, I, I'm just not worried about that. Um, uh, half the time I'm not looking through the finder when I shoot my Holga anyway. Um, and you can tell that, uh, look at my Instagram feed. Uh Um, so I, I think that the finders would just be interchangeable. Um, any, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. Um, I'm, I'm down with that. We're having one finder with a drop in mask in the front. It's yeah. Very space saving. Yeah. Um, or even, or even, or, uh, a, a, um, you know, we can put a cold shoe on there. Sure. Um, so you, so you can put, you know, uh, Reveni labs light meter or, uh, uh, or a rotary turret finder. Okay, so I, I wrote possible cold <laughs> shoe or shoes. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, we want to put a cold shoe every two millimeters, all the way around it, uh, so that you can't mount anything on them because they interfere with each other. Um, okay, e- I, Ethan's saying I could go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Okay. Um, I think the next one's okay. interesting. We get to scale focus, right? Scale focus. And I think that, you know, I, I don't think that we, I mean, we build scale focus all the time. And really, truly, my first reaction to our questioner, um, to the original questioner, was look at the Goodman Zone. Um, because the Goodman Zone is a scale focusing camera. Now it also has an RB67 back, or you know, a, uh, what am I trying to say? A graph lock back. It's got a um, uh, Mamaya Press lens, but it's a scale focusing camera, and you know, you're you're back in the hundreds of dollars um, and out of the tens of dollars. But, um, it, you know, it, and it's, you know, you're out of the way. So I see two ways to do this, Graham. If we're, if we're talking 3d printed, right. Yeah. The first way is the expensive way and the tough way, although it would be pretty small if we could find a small enough lens, it's to actually print, you know, a three or five part helix and screw it together. Yeah. The other way is the real cheap way where you have something like, um, I'm going to grab some parts I got assembled today. We've got this pinholio body where, you know, it has two boxes or the pinhole that you sent me, that other thing we have not talked yeah. about on the air, but um, yeah. where it has these bodies that slide in and out. This one needs to be trimmed. Box in box. Yeah. yeah. And, and a sliding box like you could make with a detent or a lockout screw. And so you just set it to something and you lock it, uh, like yeah. the Helix on the OG, which, you know, yeah. I don't think that's the best. If I were making it for me, I would probably sacrifice the space and weight and cost and make it with a Helix. A but yeah. yeah, I think that's going to be a fairly, you know, uh, maybe four or five days to get that 
perfectly right for that lens uh, in sure. in actually printing a model. Sure. Um, and harder for most people to print accurately and have work. Not to say that they couldn't. They certainly could. Um, but yeah, what what do you think about these options? I, or, or do you want to throw me a curveball or a monkey wrench for a third option? Well, the third option is, by the Micro way, it looks bellows. like I'm... I'm yeah right exactly um no yeah and you okay, have I'm to working fold on them. your video yeah my videos um uh, so the other option and I'll just do a description is that there and this is what I use for a lot of my lens punk lenses and that is I have a mount that mounts to the body of the camera and then I have a friction where I slide it in and out um, a little bit to gain focus. Now, I use these on SLRs and on uh, mirrorless cameras because I'm looking at the result directly. But if you, uh, you know, we could find a system where, you know, and then I pull it all the way out. But this is, but essentially, this is a slide in, slide out system, uh -huh. and we could find a way to make that system and which is essentially what you're saying with the box right yeah it could um, be a triangular box an octagonal yeah. box a dodecahedral yeah. box circular um, even ellipsoidal or or a hep <laughs> heptaceptable sure. box yeah um yeah okay so i think that that's something that we could get our focusing stops fairly accurate and easy mm -hmm. if we were to do magnets at certain locations so oh, for the lens to magnet into place for well no i'm thinking of for the as the box slides in and out right distance yeah oh sorry it would the, hit the a magnet would magnet into place yeah but it's not a it's not a not necessarily a helix it would just be a sure cylinder. yeah okay Yes, right. But we were talking about magnetic detents. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I really. By the way, I've I've lost you now. Yeah, yeah. I'm you. I'm coming yeah. back. I'm working on some bandwidth okay. issues, <laughs> but I, yeah. I'm here. And and it's okay. It's better that they see me than you. Yeah, um, <laughs> probably. <laughs> and I know that there are people out there um, saying, "Isn't this a?" podcast yeah we're so, we're recording a podcast uh, i can be invisible yeah, while i work yeah this exactly business out on the back end uh but so uh, so i think that focus is not a super huge it's not an insurmountable invent something new it is an adapt what we've already done yeah um yeah. So, so so let's talk yeah. about this mechanism of magnetic detents, right? Traditionally, a detent would be done with a divot on one side and a hole on the other with a ball bearing and a spring behind yeah. it. Um, and then my issue with it is even if it, so if it's magnetic, I would still want to put it in some sort of screw lock. Like, uh, let's just imagine the very simple one on the OG that locks the ring. Because you could shake uh -huh. that thing and have it shake. You know, obviously there would be stops in the end. You wouldn't drop your lens off the front of the body. But I uh -huh. think there is some advantage to just locking that focus in. Particularly because with a Holga, as I would use it, I would set it to like hyperfocal distance. And I might even glue it there, right? Like it's, it's a don't uh -huh. think about it. Use it quick. 
type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so and, putting in a lock uh, well, and magnetic let's, detents. Let's stop for a second. Sure. That is a legitimate thing for us to do is just make these things hyperfocal. Um, because, because <laughs> no, well, because we're, we're talking about, um, an F11 or an F16 aperture. Um, so you're getting some pretty, pretty significant yeah, but, depth but, of field anyway. Okay. But, uh, but he asked for a, or she asked for a Holga and not for yeah. a disposable camera. I think there, a yeah. Holga is one, one tiny step up. Uh, but maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. 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 It's easier to reload. Right. Also, <laughs> also like if we were just talking uh hyperfocal distance, like you could bang that camera out and have it on Etsy uh in a week, right? With a couple printed in your home and on the internet. Uh that is yeah. a very well, okay, you still need to deal with shutter, but you've dealt yeah. with everything else. Um I have, absolutely. Okay, so I'm gonna and, write in yeah. like uh should the helix become you know that's plan a plan uh, b is hyperfocal around uh -huh. the lens and aperture yeah well you know it wouldn't be bad to have the uh uh to have the basic unit hyperfocal and then they have to pay an upgrade charge to get the focusing <laughs> helical. Let's and it just, could just give them what out. they want. <laughs> That's well, you know, and then give the you know, people I, what they want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well we could we could do things, you know, we could start it out with like a free download for the back door. You know, uh, if you could get the back door for free, free download. It's you know, I remember everybody. being a kid and having this <laughs> magazine that I picked up off the magazine rack. And they uh -huh. give you, like, you know, the first three cardboard pieces of a Tyrannosaurus Rex model. And then uh, you got to yes. fucking subscribe to, <laughs> That's right. to get everything. Yes. I have half a T-Rex model. Absolutely. Um, no, I don't yeah. want to do that. Let's give the people what they want. <laughs> um so uh it, it, it'd be it would be like the um the magic expansion packs you know oh god um let's, let's just give the people what yeah they right exactly no it's crack and then we can we can get them addicted to it so uh okay so i think that focusing is not it, it's not insurmountable it's it, not I insurmountable think it's within, but we have a b a plan b which is to go to hyperfocal uh hyperfocal mounted and, lenses and I think that it would be reasonable uh, to ship both. You know, you choose. Do you okay. want a hyperfocal? Here are the plans. Sure, you're the and master just... of different nose cones in files. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And um, uh, right, right. Um, okay, so then, um, so what's next on our list? I think we have focus. Okay, so yeah, on. we've got viewfinder scale focus. Then we have may or may not have light leaks. Let's address that. Well, we could address that now. I think we don't. So to make it as thin as a Holga, the whole thing is going to glow, right? There's no filament without, I mean, you could paint it, but then it's a pain in the butt to sand it and prime it and yeah. bondo the thing to get a nice, you know, I think we should just make yeah. it 
slightly bigger than a Holga and give it, you it's, know, three millimeter full thickness walls. I think I think that that is a key difference between uh, between what we're doing uh, and injection molded ABS. Um, it's just that is something that we can't do. Um, we can't get you know one millimeter walls that are strong. Yeah, and um, as as for light leaks, I am not a fan. I, no, you know, I, I, I'm sometimes a fan in other people's work, but for my work, yeah. like we we design light traps for a living, basically. Yeah, I, I think no light leaks should be a feature of the All right. the homemade camera. I was just putting Olga. felt around the inner door of my uh, of my latest the Gorgon. Uh huh. We'll talk about the Gorgon later. Okay. Yeah, um, we're, the Gorgon's not too far off. No, it's not. It's okay. not. Yeah, so it's coming up pretty quick. Red window advanced. You know, the other day I found a small sheet of um, what did you send me uh, of acrylic oh, that you sent me like yeah. three years ago, and yeah. I cut one into red windows for you, and I have the yeah. other just sitting here, so uh, I can cut well, you more I red have, windows. I have enough red windows somewhere uh, mm -hmm. because I've used exactly zero of those. How um, did I cut you? Like fifty of them. It was like a one foot oh, by one it was foot more square. Than that. Yeah, yeah. There, there are two packs, and it's it's ridiculous. Okay, so but uh, okay, we might go red window or on windowless. This, but I well with a cover. I mean, it's got to have. Okay, it's got to have a hole in the back. It's got to have a yeah. pinhole. But I don't think that we like an older Hasselblad back. Right. Okay, I am of the opinion that the red window um, is uh, is more pain in Marketing the ass garbage and it's worth i mean here is my undo uh my lovely lovely beautiful undo and i poked the red plastic out of the back because one of the film stocks well i use film stock um that has backing paper that's made by ilford and good effing luck reading ilford backing paper <laughs> through a red window but also, um, one might say it's, it's excellent backing paper because if you don't have the window, still you do not fog your film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? That's it, really it, the purpose of backing paper. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. But um, I but here's here's the thing with backing paper. Here's the thing with the red window. The red window was there before we had panchromatic film. Yes. So the moment we had panchromatic film, you're still letting in red light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I would say my my preference on this build is a window with a shutter over it, right? So when you advance, you open the shutter Absolutely. and you can see in. But if you were to leave Absolutely. your camera out in the sun for three hours, you could have the safety of closing that shutter. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I think that one's so, put to bed pretty easily. Yeah. Uh, here's yeah. one. It has a two-option uh -huh. aperture. I can think of yes. all different 3D printed ways of doing this, uh, but... I think, you know, they just have, I think, a rotating or a sliding. Uh, yeah, hole. it's just a, yeah, it's just a, a, on the front, it's, it's a um, sliding, not knob, whatever you want to call that. It's a slider. Um, and that, that slider um, just moves side to side uh, and switches from sun to cloud. Yeah. So um, I think. I think we could 
add a sliding or rotating water house stop with some detents and a little mm-hmm. spring. Um, I feel very strongly that we should not label our camera sun or cloud, but with its actual f-stops be nice because we know who our friends are (laughs) they want to know yeah Yeah, yeah, they don't have to look it up at lomography so um right actual f stop labeled yeah okay uh the next one is a one hundredth of a second leaf shutter and this is i think going to be the difficult part but not that difficult it's it's a rotary shutter yeah um yeah, I, I mean, I guess that the little Pac Man that goes but... boop boop. Uh, yeah, it's a that, boop boop. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't want to say easy to reproduce. It's easy to reproduce in CAD to get to work in a three D printed or three uh, D printed and laser cut model becomes less chill. <laughs> okay, so in order for this. There are going to be elements of this camera that are not 3D printed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like a spring, um, right? Because you could 3D print a spring, spring. but it's not going to be good. Yeah, and it's not. Yeah, it's not going to be consistent for 800,000 mm-hmm. actuations. Um. So we're going to have to supply somebody's. Well, somebody's going to have to supply the actual lens element, right? Um. So that would be a kit that would go out. Uh, and uh, I know I'm getting ahead because this is kind of an end thing. So the kit would have uh, magnets, lens elements, springs. What else? Uh, Any idea what else? We'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Okay. So... Maybe a couple I, small laser cut parts, I think, is the okay. the thing that would make like apertures and possibly a shutter blade uh, much smaller yeah. and more precise. And you can't do, uh, you couldn't do sheet metal, could you? Uh, not on my laser. laser. I can have okay. it cut by a service, um, yeah, which is reasonable sometimes, particularly for small parts. But I'm not sure that it's necessary. Okay. Um, because I think we kind of need to get to metal parts for uh, that shutter. I think you could do it with acrylic parts or certainly FR4 board, which is like uh, circuit tell me boards. What... Okay, okay. It's a fiberglass board that they make circuit boards out of. And, and it's 100% opaque? Yeah, so I can cut that on my laser um, in black. I have a oh. lot of it for an upcoming project. Um the other thing is, like, you can get circuit boards custom-made in China pretty inexpensively, right? There's uh, three boards in the Mongoose. There's a custom board in the Boop Boop. There's six or seven custom boards in the Meerkat. And so uh-huh. they're cheap enough you can use them for mechanical things, like the shutter blade and the aperture, and then I would just draft them in SolidWorks, bring them into my PCB drafting software, use the edge cut, and then have them send me those parts by the 100 um and they're small enough and what are we be very cheap yeah what are we talking about if you had a hundred of them kit or cut excuse me what i mean uh, it, it really depends on their size um quarter quarter yeah so size of a quarter we're looking at like probably 
25 cents a piece plus shipping. Okay. So, you know, uh, under a buck a piece. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe we want to go 50 cents. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, uh, no, it just needs to be bigger than the aperture. Whatever yeah. your maximum aperture is, it just needs to be. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, I just drafted. Oh, let's the see radius. If I, let's see if I can get my video. Am I, can you yeah, see me now? I do okay. see you now. So, um, I was just drawing this. This is like an aperture plate that can slide through a light baffle, you know, uh, uh -huh. there's a little okay. horizontal baffling too, but like, you know, this, this recess in the gray camera body could be printed and then uh, this red piece here could just you know, be a piece of FR4 board or laser uh -huh. sheet metal from a service or even just laser cut acrylic, I think. Play with. And I might yeah. have some detents as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, let me make a little note. Um, because I have an idea that you don't want to share on the podcast not yet no i mean we will share it on later the on podcast, down this list but later yeah i see okay um, uh because i i i've just thought of a marketing point um for <laughs> this in order to make this actually mm -hmm. uh more desirable um okay so um and then i have my my um freestyle uh photo list that i need print files <laughs> i need some film i need some extol i need some fix okay okay, okay. let's get back um, to this loop <laughs> shutter um i just i i just want to point out um episode one of homemade camera gram would like to come through time and choke uh, episode, what are we, 70, this is 73, 74, something like that. Uh -huh. um, get on the point, pay attention. You got to edit out three quarters of this. Um, okay, so the, um, uh, I, I okay, so the big thing is, I think the spring and the configuration of the spring and getting the right length, getting the right tension that's a little bit beyond my engineering. Is well, so, that something that you've played with? Have yeah, you... yeah, yeah. This is very doable okay. for a number of things. So um, <clears throat> I think there's a couple different qualities. I haven't taken a Holga apart. I've taken a Diana and plenty of uh, other plastic cameras apart. Yeah. <clears throat> One of the interesting things is that that shutter works in both directions, up and down. Yeah, um, yeah. Just like kinda... a... I mean, it, that's technology that that were used on box brownies mm -hmm. from the turn of the 20th century. Yeah. I and, mean, it, it, it is old technology. Right. And, and that's not that complicated and certainly like a mechanism that you can look up, but it makes it a little bit more complicated than a manually capped, uh, mm -hmm. returning shutter. Um, the thing about springs is for like 40 bucks, you can buy all the standard springs. Um, right. Okay. I have a box of them here. Well, and I have a, a box spring. of jumbled springs is not what you want. You want a assortment from Amazon. Yeah, there you go. Or just stick with pen springs. Buy you know a couple dozen fix for five dollars. Yeah. Um, but well, I think I was thinking. Okay, so the springs that I've seen on those mustache springs. Are, 
Uh, okay, so what's a mustache spring? It's a mustache long... spring is yeah. a long uh, arm of the spring. It's usually like bent up to engage something on the end, and then in the center there's uh -huh. like a coil, like in a safety pin or not a safety uh -huh. pin, a clothes pin, and then it goes out yeah. to another arm, right? A rester. Yeah, device. and yeah, and the deal with mustache springs is there's less like uh, standardized mustache springs, and so you might get into uh, designing and manufacturing your own spring set with like a lathe or a small mandrel. Um, or you can redesign how one of these things is powered and use a tension or a compression spring. Uh -huh. Yeah, that is something I'm comfortable with. And I think it's something that you would be comfortable with as well uh, if you had not just a box of old springs, but like a brand new assortment box from Amazon with all of the standardized springs with their c number I've, and like they're spec'd out yeah i've a i've a set of compression and expansion springs mm -hmm. um do you think it could be done with a compression and expansion so anything, or do you think it's got to yeah. do a mustache well the, uh, no the, anything with enough levers and pivots you can power with any spring right you can okay but the the deal is the mustache spring is very small it fits compactly into that mechanism um mm -hmm. it's ideal the question is can you get one to power your shutter or make one so <laughs> i got into a long discussion with lucas a while back where he wanted to start making his own springs which is pretty necessary to keep size and weight down mm -hmm. um, but i don't expect humans to make their own springs like like if you were to send a kit to a customer if you just hand them some you know spring steel wire oh, straight yeah yeah you yeah. need some equipment yeah. and there's also services that will bend you mustache springs i think you know my first choice is to see if in a small space i could power it with a tension spring so like mm -hmm. if you had a mustache spring acting this way you could just add you know a lever and a pivot and have a uh you know, instead of the mustache spring opening up like this, you have a tension spring out here pulling it up. Or, you know, a compression spring pushing on a lever yeah. that wants to pull this up. You know, there's a, a million ways to skin that cat. But Well, one of, one of the advantages of the works both ways is it starts closed, it opens, and then ends closed. And when uh -huh. you're ready to go back you've got it does the same thing it starts closed comes back mm -hmm. opens and then ends closed if you I mean, have you a could, one direction operation you need to recock the lens you could, and anything i mean anything is possible with any type of spring it just grows yeah. exponentially right you might need uh a series of levers and mounts and things that generally are pretty hard to get precise, particularly at that size that you mm -hmm. know, fit inside a Holga. I think, you know, and there's also other things that can, um, you know, stand in for a mustache spring in a pinch. But I think ultimately, like, if you were to sell a thousand of these, it would certainly be worth, you know, getting a little drill mandrel and start making them, if not... Uh, <laughs> you know, a full lathe set up. Uh, but there's also services that make springs. I think, you know, we've probably talked about this at, as much as we can without doing any prototyping right now. But, um, you know, that that shutter mechanism of a Holga is reasonable to reproduce. 
Um, I think you might have to add some like metal screw pivots with uh, shoulders that are not threaded uh, to, to give it, you know, like um, the Bronco pan required a billion hours of uh, sanding and filing mm -hmm. um, to get all of the pivots smooth and took some grease. And I, I think, you know, right now I would use a screw hole and, you know, there's like a screw where there's only threads on the bottom and the shoulder up by the head of the screw is right. smooth. You know, you could use that sort of thing as uh, yeah. metal pivots that you could grease and, and have fairly low friction, fast movement. And and that, once again, would be part of a kit that we would have to have yeah. to drop in yeah. uh, for a kit. Um, I bet you could do that as well with a uh, an M3 um, and a sheath. M3 um, sheath? I don't know. What you're yeah. And, oh, sorry. An M3 screw. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. And, and a sheath around that. It could Correct. be a 3D, 3D yes. printed sheath that just rotates yeah. around that. And they sell small ball bearings, but on the scale of this, a ball bearing is, yeah. or a yeah. needle bearing, a roller bearing is all too big. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's something I think. Uh, one of one of the other qualities of that shutter that is very important to me in the photography that I do is it has to be able to do multiple exposures, which is really good because then that eliminates the need for uh, for lockout. System. Yeah, right. We've eliminated forty five pieces. Yes. Um, Boom. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I, I will take that. Uh, give the photographer some personal responsibility. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, and I'm thinking, like, if I were to go about building this, the first thing I would do is buy a bunch of lenses and see what they look oh, like. Oh, are we, are we to the end of the list? No, but I'm just getting to the okay. leaf shutter. Okay. I, I wanted to put yeah, it in, yeah. in sort of some order, right, is that yeah. I would buy a bunch of lenses, I would figure out which lens I wanted to build around, and then I would try and build a shutter around that, and then yeah. go and build the helix and the body. Right. So yeah. I think that's how it, it should follow because you can't build a shutter really without the lens that it's matched to for positioning and size. But uh, with that, I mean, that shutter is going to take up the vast majority of the space in this camera. And so, mm -hmm. uh, at least if it's mostly 3D printed or it might be an awkward shape. And so I would want to then build the body around that mechanism rather than do mm -hmm. the industrial design mechanism or way where I imagine a camera and then I have to cram everything in it. Right. Right. Um, okay. So there's two more things on our list. Um, <clears throat> we have, he wants an interchangeable lens, uh, which I think we talked about earlier and decided may be an interchangeable meniscus lens. Yes. So here's where, remember when I wrote down something and I said it was marketing? Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if, even though that was part of his brief, it doesn't have to be part of ours. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, I'm wondering if we do the Holga wide. Just a wide angle. Oh, Ethan. Oh, he's sneezing. 
I thought Ethan Ethan was looking at me like, "Oh my God, you, your idea smells like poo poo." Um, no, <laughs> I'm still trying to sneeze. Okay, so the I'm thinking of the whole go. <laughs> it's called mute. It's called mute, dude. I muted okay. the outgoing. I didn't mute. Outgoing. The there chat. we go. Okay. Um, uh, I, okay. So I, I'm thinking about, because nothing that we've talked about so far makes this camera more attractive to me as a Holga user. And I'm a Holga user. Um, I just went on break, uh, left my Leica, you know, went on vacation, left my Leica M2 at home and took three Holgas. Uh, along with some other were they cameras, identical no no there are three different ones um um one of them is um a holga 120n um that has um uh the ability to do bulb because my old i've a couple of 120 s's um that do not have the ability to do bulb and i like that uh because i'm all into really smeared blurred images mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. now um then i had one with a four millimeter mask in it you know you guys you've seen the masks yeah, of course uh sl slip masks and then the the last holga 120s which is the one that nick gave me i have modified to take two rolls of 35 millimeter film oh cool um, so um, that means I had to cut some stuff out. And, uh -huh. um, are they in their uh, canisters or you yeah, put them? Yeah. Wow. Hang on a second. Let me, uh, and I just saw, this is something that I just saw on Instructables. Um, so this isn't, you know, this isn't my invention or my anything there. Uh -huh. But um, so what I'm holding up is a Holga. Let me see if I can get it with a while. Okay, so it's a Holga with one 35-millimeter canister that's sitting outside of the body. There's one 35-millimeter canister inside the body. And there's, you know, so it's 70 millimeters wide, but I've got, um, uh, or sorry, it's 60 millimeters top to bottom, or 62, um, it, they go across the film gate. But I've got 70 two millimeters worth of film. So there's an overlap. Um, so I saw that in instructables and I, and um, do you take up on just a 120 reel. Yeah. 120 reel. It's 22 clicks says right on the top. And then 22 do you clicks. rewind it or do you unload it? No, you dark bag it. You have to dark bag that. Um, so I don't think we should again, design exactly that, that low Holga, but that's pretty cool. Yeah. Or, or, you know, a variant is the 72 millimeter version where we've got two 35 millimeter, you know. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think, I think that that's is a one off for me. Yeah, that's, that's a, a cool camera, but that's that does product. not warrant a month of, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> of actually making. Well, here's the deal is that you could build it off of, you're just extending the, uh, the film gate, you know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Okay, let, yeah, back to... Back to um, the hardest part. So, no, so here we go. Okay, so I'm saying if we were to do this as a product, either you or I or we, 
Um, and I'm thinking a Holga wide uh-huh. is the sales point. Now, we wouldn't call it a Holga. No. Um, we would call it a Bolga. What about a Schmolga? <laughs> Schmolga. There we go. Sholga. Yeah. Give the people <laughs> what they want. That's right. Um, a wide version of it. I think I, I think that that's something. I think you're that, on to something. That, I think that would also makes it more really attractive. call for a optical finder, which makes it yeah more expensive and harder to design. But yeah, yeah, we only have one finder, so we're just solving it. I'm not. I'm saying yeah. let's yeah. Let's I, bag I think interchangeable. Um, I think that's a reasonable uh, goal. Yeah. Is the Holga wide? Well, let's get to versions later. Uh, yeah. Put that yeah. On. Or, no, I think that that may be the only thing that comes out of this. But it okay. But before we get it, to versions, yeah, right, and, okay. and knowing that we might <laughs> split into versions, let's uh-huh. let's talk about the hardest one, which is flash. Okay, I and um, I am completely ignoring that portion. Didn't hear it. La 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 la. Yeah, uh, because. Because I don't use flash. If I built in camera flash, I tape it down. Um, I am not a flash user. Now, there are other folks who are flash users, and I understand that. Um, so we have to have some sort of synchronized trigger. You tell me what that is. Yeah. Okay. So I've been thinking about this one. And while yeah. I, in my, the most of what I like to shoot, I don't use a flash unless it's in the studio, which I wouldn't be using a Holga. I really would like a Holga for like a drinking camera. And if I think about like my favorite drinking camera, it's like a Minolta AF2 or something. Uh, it's <laughs> you got your film. It camera. doesn't want any. It doesn't want to drink. Okay. No, uh, it's like a camera that I would take to a party in a pocket, right? And yeah. uh, you know, just preset it and take pictures right but uh party is generally uh at night and dark right i think that's a generalization over generalization uh-huh. but um you oh, know well, have, I, oh, okay it froze a, just i saw i saw i was about to fix yeah. it um yeah i i think you know uh having a flash is a really useful thing there is are mm-hmm. reasons that i don't want to build a flash though and and we could talk about that um and we could talk about where to harvest them from if you were real crazy about it and how to trigger them. And ultimately, I think my solution is going to be a hot shoe. But but we'll get there. Um, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just uh, thought of, you know, my camera woke up in a hotel room in New Orleans and didn't <laughs> didn't have its flash. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the harvesting. Sorry. Right. It's just the harvesting. Okay. There we go. So... Um, the first challenge with the flash is it's fairly dangerous, right? The the difference between a flash and capacitors, right, is uh, capacitors and high voltage. So yeah. generally, the way a flash works um, is that you have a xenon tube or some sort of noble gas tube, much like your fluorescent light, and then you mm-hmm. have a bunch of transformers and capacitors. So you have um, a transformer to go to a high voltage to charge a capacitor that's ready to discharge through the tube, but not enough to set it off, not enough to break the electrolytic barrier of the noble gas inside. And then you have a very high voltage, uh, trigger voltage, that 
uh, is charged into a second capacitor, which is generally uh, less power but higher voltage. And then so when you trip your shutter at a certain point in the shutter movement um, on a mechanical camera, it uh, closes the contacts for the trigger voltage, which is enough to break down the electrolytic barrier in the gas and jump from the anode to the cathode through the tube. And starting it like that, uh, you know, has broken down some of that barrier, and then the uh, primary uh, capacitors fire through the tube. Anyway, that's all to say, you're building up a lot of energy, even for something like a disposable camera. I'm sure you could go on Instructables, but you should not, uh, and find how to turn a disposable camera into a taser. Um, that being said, it can be done safely, mm -hmm. but it's not like a liability that I love taking on as a small camera maker. Uh, I think that there is another solution, and I'm thinking just uh, black powder and uh, a bar, you know? Well, um, I mean, let's not be Stone Age about it. Let's at least get some magnesium filament. Okay, the there we go. Yeah. Oh, so, you know, I think um, there's a couple ways to do this. So in a manufacturing problem, right, it's very easy to draft the circuit for a small flash. Uh, it's very easy to have that PCB made and very easy to... Uh, solder all of the components together. The hard part, the one that you can't just buy off the shelf from McMaster or DigiKey is the tube. Or if you did, it's very expensive um, because they're custom tubes, right? And and you need to design uh, voltages and amperages coming out of the capacitor to match that tube. So, you know, even if I were to build my own flash circuit, I would probably have to harvest the tube out of an inexpensive source, which right now is probably a uh, disposable camera, right? So uh -huh. 10 or 11 bucks to grab that camera and steal the tube out of it. Now, uh, or buy, could... the, buy a pack of those wedding yeah. Um, yeah, uh, exactly. disposables. So, I mean, if you're there already, they have a perfectly good... Uh, circuit for it, although not particularly well shielded usually once you pull it out. And you could grab that entire circuitry from something and drop it in your camera, which, again, I don't feel really comfortable about giving people a homemade stun gun. Um, and so I probably would not go down that route for anybody but myself and maybe you. You're probably not going to sue me, except over the royalties from this podcast. That's right. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I, I think that's a reasonable way to go about it, and you can mm -hmm. uh, grab the trigger circuit out of shutter. You could even grab the shutter. In fact, you could grab the lens and just have made the camera by buying the camera. But um, There we go. It would vignette. It would yeah. likely vignette. Yeah. It would just might vignette a little bit narrower than you want it to. Right. You could just go buy a whole <laughs> But, um, no, I think you could <laughs> yeah. uh, reasonably well or a, a homemade project, pull a strobe out of one of those cameras and then wire it to your yeah. shutter. Uh, that being said, I don't really want to do that. Uh, and I think yeah. by adding a hot shoe, you can allow people to have flash. You do make it a little bit bigger, but also that becomes somebody else. It becomes Mets or Nikon's problem, Sunpack's problem, not my problem. Yeah. Um, okay. And then all you would need is at some point on the shutter particularly if you're having them made as PCBs from China, you just have a pad plated on the shutter and like a small brass, or if we want to get fancy gold-plated finger, that that 
you know, the, the as the shutter moves, right, there's a finger that uh, rides on it and it just touches a, a gold contact as opposed to... Closes a circuit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Does that have to be powered at all? I don't know no, anything about it's, that. Either. It's... So... Huh, um for old mechanical cameras, and the reason why you can't run old strobes through newer digital cameras usually is that the high voltage of the trigger voltage actually runs right through your hot shoe. So you might have, you know, 5,000 volts running through your hot shoe while... Coming back. Yeah. Back feeding from the... Well, from that's the... front feeding. Oh. It, it goes front... out oh, okay. from the capacitor through oh, okay. uh, the hot shoe, through the contact on the shutter blade or the mirror, and then out to the tube. And then that will yeah. break down enough that it will... I mean, it's a very, very small amount of current at a very high... One of, one of the things that I see about that is that that might need to be an adjustable element. Um, because if, if somebody's taking a, a, you know, a series of pictures and and you see this... Yeah. you know, arc or something that's the top of the shutter, we might need to do some adjustments sure. on so, where that is. I mean, hits. traditionally, that would be... I think on most cameras is actually through the mirror that um, that closes that circuit, and there might be some small delay, or the mirror might go past where it needs to for the shutter to delay it. But anyway, you can usually bend or adjust those contacts for timing, and I think I would have fixed contacts on the shutter um, and then just use a, you know, bent leaf spring or a leaf spring that gets pinned down with a screw uh -huh. where you can uh, loosen the screw and change the position of the angle. leaf spring. Yeah, so at yeah. a different angle of the shutter, it pops the flash. Yeah. That's, you know, fairly, I mean, I, I want to say fairly simple. You start putting all of this in a box and 3D printing it and trying to yeah. minimize the number of pieces. It's not at all simple where we've gotten, but yeah. I think it's, you know, it's a simple mechanism on its own. I I see the value of what you're talking about. Um, let's go back to one of the original qualities, and that is weight. And the moment you put in a, a, a shoe, uh, shoe-mounted... Um, Flash. It's bigger flash than on it. Um, it's bigger than the camera. It's heavier than the camera. The camera no longer fits in your. Uh, I mean, there are some nice small pocket. peanut flashes. Okay. But yes, okay. I, I get what you're saying. It makes it significantly yeah. larger. Yeah. Okay. Um, what? I think we have one more thing. One more. Yeah, versions. Versions. Um, and we're going to sacrifice the versions to the gods. Okay. Um, uh, we were thinking see. a wide it, version. Yeah. No, I'm thinking that that actually may be, that may be the killer app. That may be the part, that may be the, the sales point. Uh, I'd love to hear what other people think about that. What? Um, what, okay. So, um, we were talking about three different lenses, um, you know, a long telephoto is not going to be practical. No, not um, a good choice for that camera. Yeah. Um, 
So what other things would you like to expand the line on? Or is there anything that you think of besides glow in the dark, which, you know, they already have. Right? Um, yeah. You know, so I think a normal and a 50 millimeter wide version are good versions. And the other one yeah. is like, we spent a lot of time talking about uh, this, um, uh, this, flash business and maybe you know if it was a diy thing i might uh uh-huh. make a version that accepts the flash out of something else or i might make uh-huh. a couple versions with or without hot shoes yeah i think that the the yeah, okay so um bring me up to speed on a hot shoe is there any power coming out of the camera on a hot shoe or is it uh, no. simply the closing of a circuit? Just the closing of a circuit. Power is going okay. through the camera, but it's through the camera. Gotcha. From the from the uh, flash through the camera, close it, sees the circuits close, then does something else. And what you're talking about that is the the power, uh, the lots of voltage, lots of whatever trigger voltage. Um, trigger voltage is. Um, is originating from that, from the mm-hmm. flash. Okay. Yes. Uh, I think that that's a reasonable thing to build in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and it does expand the functionality. It does, um, you know, this Holga, right? Oh, it does have a hot shoe. I thought Holga's did not have a hot shoe, but this is a 120S. And um, yeah, sure enough, it does have a hot shoe. I thought it was just an accessory shoe that was on there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. What anything else that you're thinking of that we might want? To, and you know, I the <clears throat> seventy millimeter version, the two thirty fives, two thirty five cans. Um, I think that we can we can do something along those lines. I think that there are twelve people. Who will shoot that yeah. twice in their lives? Uh, <laughs> yeah, know? I don't think that's going to be the the good one. I, I like yeah. fifty millimeter wide version or thereabouts, a normal lens version, uh-huh. with or without hot shoes, or you know, for a DIY part like match to just screw in uh, the guts of a flash from a fun saber or other common disposable yeah. camera. Um, Yeah, I think that we're I think that we're at it unless we want to do like a 35 millimeter version or a four by five. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, I thought about panoramic versions. Oh, here's one. Yeah, I think your killer mask for the Holgas is the six by three. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, where you yeah. Get two okay. panoramas side by yeah. side and you have to hold the camera uh, sideways. I think that's yeah. a cool thing. But that could probably just have. Uh, oh, let's add drop in masks. Might OK, well. drop in masks. Not as a version, but they should all take them of some. Right. I fully agree. Um, And yeah, you know, uh, it, and believe me, it, it, once you have the mask properly um, fit to the space, you know, it's, it's 20 seconds to make a new one. Hmm. Um, You know, uh, and we might even open source that file. I don't think it would be really difficult for anybody to to back engineer that file. Mm-hmm. So, you know, build your own creative masks. Two squares. <laughs> <laughs>
my my creative mask is taking it out. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. So so do here's the question, Ethan. Do we do you think we have a product? Do we do you think we have something? Um, it, it I think that we could do. We talked we talked about putting together a kit. Mm-hmm. Um, what now, is this? The, so we have a we have a project for sure. We have a project. Okay. But we don't know if it's getting done uh, because we don't know if it is a project. Because we haven't done the engineering. We haven't done all yeah. that type of stuff. I'm thinking that we could probably. Well, okay. I hold hold that thought for a second. Yeah. Is we said we would come back to inexpensive and light at the end. Right. And, yeah, and what, so what's now the we've spec the camera. What do you think you can yeah. build it for? And what do you think you could sell it for as a kit or a, a thing? And that might uh, tell us whether our project is a product. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think that we've got some different stages mm-hmm. of kit. Um, and uh, we have stif- different stages of product. Let's just Number talk about one, the component cost first. Okay. Well, first of all, first of all, let's talk about the files. It, there's, we should be able to. We're talking about things that are relatively off the shelf with the exception of the spring and the shutter. Mm-hmm. Everything else is off the shelf. Uh, magnets for the back. Um, uh, okay, the lens. That's, that's kind of the killer. Um, because one of the things that I, I really want to talk about, uh, or one of the things that really is kind of killing me about the, um, anything that we sell is something that you know about, and that's international shipping. Mm-hmm. Um, any, you know, I, I wish mean, like somebody is... had a printer or something where they could just make a thing right where they are. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the thing about the Kraken is that the Kraken, I get as many sales outside of North America as I do inside of North America. Yeah. Um, uh, the, so it, it's the same cost plus whatever your local VAT is. Yeah, sure. Um, so I love that model, but that model isn't going to work for this, right? I mean, it could so, uh, if you spec'd what, uh, you know, like if you found a reliable source of, you know, uh, lens components of maybe a spring or two, you yeah. know, and uh, 3D printed uh, things like the shutter panels rather than. Right. Uh, laser Rather cutting. than cutting them, yeah, um, and and or you know the other thing is that we could also do some things like look for off the shelf parts that are, you know, like for instance, you know this part. Whoop, there we go. I'm pointing um, to a washer um, that is it's it's a fairly large flange and fairly large hole washer. That is what the advanced knob uh, uh, magnets to. So I glue it in. That's an off-the-shelf part that's an American SAE part. Um, but it 
it's got to have a relatively same size component in metric available all over the world. So if we could come up with something like that for the shutter that would be available and you just have to do a couple of modifications, mm -hmm. then maybe, um, you know, we're back to selling the files source that, um, and, and maybe we find somebody friend of the show, somebody wants to take a, a cut of, of lenses and you know that's the only thing that gets something yeah. sent out. Okay, let's the just lens, think, about I think is what it would cost us to build okay. such a thing. Okay. That's a simpler thing the, rather than hypothetically working out who's gonna distribute your lenses for five dollars. Okay. Yeah, okay. So I'm gonna say a lens cost to us is five bucks. Okay. I think that's conservative. Okay. Um uh okay, and um magnet costs to us would be um i don't know a quarter for four uh, magnets they're about no nah, they're about 14 to 20 cents a piece but also we don't i mean we actually didn't talk about back and back closure you're on this whole magnet kick yeah uh we were talking about that in your other camera this morning yeah um i don't love magnetic back closures i i might like a magnetic back closure should there be a mechanical lock once it's closed and aligned, right? Magnetic alignment is great. I use it like on the meerkat to hold the light panel in place, but there's nobody tossing a meerkat around, you don't scan things while you're on the road, but like a camera, I know it's a good closure. Okay. So let's, let's, uh, I'm going to dispel that quickly. Um, okay. So the first thing I'm holding up an undo for those people who are at home. One of the things about the undo is that the back is flush with the sides, but then has a curved bevel, mm -hmm. not a bevel, not, it's a, has fillet. a fillet. Um, and there is one place where there's like a notch in the, in the body that allows you to grab that and lift up, mm -hmm. okay? This thing is not going to come off. I I'm much more worried about the front shutter opening okay, but than thing, I am the back coming off. Sure, but so, one, one thing we didn't spec was strap lugs. I think a Holga, like you put it in your pocket, you uh, throw it in a bag, you wear it over yeah. your shoulder, and you beat it up in a way that you might not necessarily with an Andu, right? It's a slower camera yeah. to use. Um, Okay, so yeah. here let me let me show you, uh, and I'm showing him um, a a camera that um, it's the Gorgon. It's a panoramic camera. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. I have the back flush with. There's nothing to grab mm -hmm. except for in the corners, and I'm going to switch cameras so you guys can really see it. Um, here, hang on a second is going to a video and I am going to do, there we go. Okay. So, because this will focus much more closely, much more easily. Uh, I just have to find it. There is in the body, a little, uh, a fillet or excuse me, a, yeah. And this is not 
bright enough, is it? Here, let me turn on another light. Let's see if, if oh. So um, here, uh, part of the deal is, yeah, there we go. Okay. So I'm just trying to get the reflection right. Okay. So there is a fill or a, um, a, a part of the body that sits a little bit lower than the edge. So there is a, and I've frozen, there we go. There is a way to get your finger in there. That is the only thing. I am, here's what I'm gonna do here. I'm gonna hold you, I'm gonna hold it right over here. And I'm going to try to take that off. Well, okay, I did with my fingernail. Um, but it is not going to remove from the back with anything other than a significant force. If you talk about the Holga, the classic thing about the Holga is you tape it up or like mm. what I have with my Holgas, I have a rubber band around every one of my Holgas yep. because my Holgas are, you know, the back falls off because of the way the latches are. This is not a reduction in performance. This is an improvement. In I performance. think it's an improvement I'll over the Holga, to the end. but I don't know. I'm unsure uh, that it is an improvement to the possibility of a locking yeah. back. I still do you, feel safer. Do you have six millimeter um, neodymiums? Six uh, by I usually three? ten by twos, but uh, you know I can get all sorts of them. Well, I'll, yeah, I can. I mean, I, I understand how them, well but... a connection they make, right? I, I use magnets yeah. in a lot of things. I use them in the self-developing bags for holding the film down. Yeah, um, but okay. Oh, regardless, I'm... we were back to. Well, costs. no, I, I think that that's a, that's a point because that's a cost element. Um, I think that what you're, anything that we do with this, you know, if you really want to be paranoid, we put a hole and a freaking M4 and you screw it in and that's your back mm -hmm. uh, or that's your backup, your back backup. Are we listening to music oh, right now? Um, yeah, yeah. Hit no. the... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, so that is, I, I, I'm, I'm going to argue that the magnetic back is not a problem in any. Okay, I'm uh, willing in any way. I am willing to concede that to you uh, on a temporary basis until it is prototyped to my liking. But we know we can make yeah. different things should we approach this um should we get back okay. to cost but also it is yeah. 10 now and i would like to take a stretch if we're going to keep going uh okay um yeah here. let's go ahead and take a break. all right i'm gonna put up a be right back folks uh we're gonna oh, okay. take five minutes and, and uh, then we'll I'll talk mute, about what the cost of such a thing is oh yeah i'll yeah. mute us but i'll leave okay. us you can hear me okay And Wait, we're back. <laughs> While Graham is I eating carrots. My mouth. Okay. Okay, so... Um, the cost of I, this I, thing. Cost of this thing. So For, for uh, one person to build, right? Okay. Um, so you're not going to buy 
for for somebody to build or for the kit because i think for, that that's... for me to build my cost and then we'll figure out what it actually costs okay because you're you're different. gonna buy magnets in bulk and yeah. you're not gonna buy specifically so eight, for eight magnets, magnets is about two dollars i think you could say yeah okay i'm i'm guessing a little high but mm -hmm. you know, taxes and such um, okay. We're going to need screws. I think probably three or four dollars worth of screws. I bought uh, almost a thousand dollars worth of screws this year. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, that's high. It could probably be two dollars worth of screws, but I, I think four dollars yeah. gives us plenty of screws. Yeah. Uh, when I when I built this, I have one, two, three, four screws. Um, so mustache spring, I'm guessing at about two okay. bucks. Um, okay. Um, don't forget um, spade bit um, screwdriver bit because I'm not I'm not building anything um, without without that as my advancement. Oh um, right. Here. Um, here, let's see if we can. There we go. Oh, somewhere in there. So what are those and costs? Like a buck a piece, a little less. Oh God, I don't even remember here. Um I'm gonna guess it at two dollars, right? We're not gonna be I know. I, I'm gonna guess less than two. I mean they should be fifty cents a piece if you buy them in bulk, but uh, like by the time you pay for shipping, yada yada. Two dollars yeah. gives us breathing room. Okay. And and for those of you who were not um uh I use screwdriver bits, flat um flat bit screwdriver bits for um Film advancement, it works for both 35 and 120. And they're like uh, thank the standard, you, Ethan. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, they're like the standard hex socket uh, screwdriver yeah. bits. Yeah, and there's yeah, and they're that's part of the deal is that they're they're standard. Mm. And there's my spring assortment. Uh, here, hang in a second. I'm just going back in time to see so, when I bought them. I also forget. If we said just a plastic viewfinder, but then you got to the wide one, and then you know it's got viewfinders. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I I think that. Okay, you tell me what I've got to do to drop uh, the right lens in there, unless you want to go back to harvesting uh, a viewfinder from, from uh, um, you know. Yeah, I mean, we can buy lenses to build viewfinders for sure, particularly if it's just one lens, getting right. them to match is a little bit of a thing. You know, we might go 5 or $6 into components, maybe even 10 pending. Mm -hmm. um, but... Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, okay, for viewfinder version. Um, I'm going to allocate okay, $7 to uh, lens elements for that okay. version of it. Um, here, let me go back. Uh, I've been looking all this time. Um, the flat uh, flathead screw bit um $15 for 50. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, uh, I mean, because we're gonna we're gonna buy in bulk, you know, for something like all this. Right. Um, yeah. So the other so, thing is the the um, PCB aperture and shutter boards, uh, which like if those are PCBs, let's say uh, three dollars for both. Um, and then it's just a matter of. 3D printed plastic parts and how many print mm -hmm. hours we're looking at and how much uh, filament. My guess is this is going to be something like 15 hours of prints, uh, just guessing. Um, yeah. And use something like a third of a roll of filament total. Okay. It's high, but... Um... So, eight bucks for the filament. Um and electricity and time. Yeah. So I try not to these days create any product that I run the printers for less than 10 bucks an hour. Uh, that's not yeah. my cost, right? Obviously, yeah. people can run them much cheaper, maybe a dollar an hour or two dollars mm -hmm. an hour. But, um, you know, I got a business and the printers are busy. So, I mean, that's, right. that's the question is like, do you sell it as a pre printed kit? Or do you sell it as? Um, I I actually you know. think that there are three uh, methods of buying this. You buy the files mm -hmm. and source everything. Mm -hmm. um, you buy a kit, which are the three D printed files and the hardware and uh, non three D printed elements, and then the last one is you buy a fully put together machine. Um, you know. Um, okay. So yeah. uh, let's forget about buy the files and source everything. Uh, well, what do you sell the Kraken files for? 30 bucks. 30 bucks. Okay. Uh, which is already the basically the price of a Holga <laughs> with shipping. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And and that's uh, and that's part of it. Yeah. So um, we're we're no longer you know inexpensive. But okay. So we, let's. I'm going to yeah. just total the parts cost real fast. Five and two. It's seven. Uh, 11, oh. 13, yeah. Okay. Fifteen. Twenty-two. Twenty-four. Twenty-five. Twenty-six. $32. No, $33. Okay. Sorry. Parts. That's without uh, printer time. So, so we're we're 65 with the intellectual property. Um right. But plus shipping and uh yeah. I I get a markup if I'm if I'm warehousing so, things and selling so them. So this to is people. a Yeah, so we're this is We're now $95. <laughs> okay. So so this is a $200 Holga. Oh, I mean, $95 for the kit, right? Yeah. And, and that seems crazy to me for what you're getting, considering you could buy two Olympus OM1s with 50 millimeter lenses on it for that price. But yeah, know, but it'll look good. It will. We're not looking for good. I'm not saying this is a bad <laughs> camera, but I, you know, I want to be realistic. Like I'm not going to produce things uh, at a price that's going to make me homeless. It's not not going right. to happen, right? So, no, the, no, no. The yeah. kit where I just ship you the parts, we're looking at 95 bucks if we made 30 on the 
on the files and then I marked up all of this shit that I got a warehouse, you know, mm-hmm. a, a thousand uh, magnets and screws and springs and screwdriver bits and uh, binder parts, right? Which I have to order in bulk to get any reasonable price, but then I have to sit on, you know, right. a huge cabinet of this stuff. So, um, right. we're, we're not Ford. We don't get just in time. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> so, uh, a full camera, right. I am up to my cost to produce the parts before I assemble, uh, 33 plus 150 is $183 for parts, right. Before shipping, before assembly. Um, <laughs> oh, Plus, that's painful. How many hours does it take to assemble one of these? My guess is four. Yeah. So yeah. let's say that's reasonable. Um, this is now a $583 camera. On, on how much calibration has to go into that lens. Um, yeah. Yep. We were getting to the point, you know, kind of finishing this episode of. Uh, we have come to the conclusion, and maybe you're willing to do it a little cheaper, but I can't imagine that much cheaper, mm-hmm. uh, that if you were to buy this camera assembled, it costs as much as a Hasselblad. <laughs> well, a Hasselblad, okay. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. Right, the files... Seem reasonable <laughs> for thirty bucks. Yeah, um, I think you know having the the problem with the kit is, you know, once somebody has to start buying lenses and screws and driver bits, and they don't want to buy ten of them or a hundred or a thousand, right. like the the circuit boards, right, or something that you yeah. know for a hundred bucks you can get a couple hundred of them maybe, but also. For 95 bucks, you can get two. <laughs> so, you know, like yeah. some of these parts uh, scale well and some mm-hmm. do not scale. And that makes buying the kit hard unless we discover through this inquiry that, that you know, a kit with parts is so expensive um, and we really just want to sell the files. There are things we could do like design a 3D printed shutter rather than a laser cut yeah. shutter um, or I don't know. Um, okay. So what are, what are the most expensive parts that are not 3D printed? Yeah. In fact, time, actually we don't labor. Yeah. It's okay. Labor. Yeah. But we're assuming that there's a hobbyist who's wanting to do uh-huh. this as, as recreation. Um, you know, so the the cost list rate ranges yeah. from two dollars for like a spring or screwdriver bits to eight dollars yeah. for the total amount of plastic. And I mean, like yeah. clearly, a Holga is not just a, a straight um, business argument, but uh, right. it, it's not a it's not a business tool. Usually, it's not um, all economics, but. I also, you know, have the personal philosophy that I never want to offer a product that is worse than something that is cheaper most ways. You yeah. Know? I want to, I want to be, you know, I don't necessarily want to be cheaper, but I want to be and, better. And, and my whole, cheaper. my whole thing <laughs> is that we are, you know, I'm doing this to make something that I can't get elsewhere. Right. Yes. yes. Um, and so I think there's, I mean, I, I don't think this project is dead, but I think, you know, mm-hmm. as a product, um, 
Right, so uh, 4449261 says, I'll stick with the homunculus, which is exactly it, right? The homunculus is a mm-hmm. way better camera, and you know you can buy a lens for 40 to $300 and buy the homunculus and be done and have a way better camera. It's a different camera. Right. Um, but, yeah. you know, putting... It's bigger, it's heavier, but... Um, putting a half day of assembly or a full day of assembly into yeah. a Holga gets real crazy. Um yeah. I don't know. Is this something you want to talk to the audience about? Or, well, or should I mean, we call it? It's no, I mean, it, we can always put it out. Um, I don't know how many people are watching um, live, uh, but you know, you, you, Graham homemade camera on Instagram, certainly, um, you know, DM me. Um, the, uh, is this something that you think um, would be, part of your interest or um i think ethan is putting up uh yeah i'm working before on it. we do that don't put that uh don't yeah don't don't let anybody in for a moment because i want to talk about this really briefly oh yeah and Go ahead. exactly what it is um but you know here's the question i i think that a, a holga wide is a killer product um if if somebody in Hong Kong wants to do a Hulk wide, mm-hmm. I'll buy one for a hundred bucks, you know? Right. Um, and that's, that's another reasonable question. It's no longer a DIY yeah. project, but is this something you could sell 10,000 of? And would that make sense? So yeah. like, I'll tell you the injection molds for that camera is probably a hundred to $150,000 by the time you injection mold right. all of the pieces. And, you know, at that point, point you're selling tens of thousands and the cost of all of these yeah. elements go down at least 10 times you're buying on that scale um yeah and assembly should be pretty quick and standardized with an injection molder and you could probably send yeah. people kits with everything you know for 60 bucks or something like that yeah um, and but I, and do it like a constructor yeah um, exactly i don't think the scales like that i don't think you or yeah. i have the marketing uh savvy to grab 90% of the market, which is what you would need to do those numbers now. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, I really do think that if somebody were to come out with, um, I mean, you know, and I don't think that you have to re-engineer much on the body. If you were going to do a Holga wide, this box, mm-hmm. um, gets smaller. smaller. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that eliminates on the, um, 120N, that's where the bulb is. And I'm talking about the, there's a box that um, offsets the lens from the body. Um, so there's a... Uh, what a would be the lens mount on an interchangeable... Yeah. And at the bottom, it's got the bulb. And at the top, it's got the aperture. Um, so those would have to go someplace else. Uh, but that, and it's also got the shutter on the side, shutter release on the side of that. So we are talking, you know, a re-engineering of one of the molds. Um, uh, so, probably a lot you know, of the molds. Yeah, that could be. you're done. Right. And, yeah. and think like a mold for the Holga body is somewhere between five and 25 grand. And then yeah. you have all of these interfitting pieces. And so you know, a rev on those molds, depending upon whether you can just cut a little bit more out or you just start from scratch could go, you know, 
five to ten yeah. grand pretty easy. Um, yeah. And that's just yeah, for like you, one body piece, right? There's probably three. We all four. learned all of about that from Hamish, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I love that we got that narrative so that we understand what is going into things like the Holga. Um, uh, that uh, That's absolutely 100% valuable to me as a, uh, as a camera builder. Um, okay. Um, yeah, I think that that's, I, I, uh, you know, you let us know, you let us know what you think. Um, I have <clears throat> a project, I'm not going to say a specific camera, but I have a project to, um, to show. And that project right now is a panoramic, uh, pinhole. Um, I, it's not the first panoramic pinhole. It won't be the last panoramic pinhole out there. It's just um, uh, this particular one I'm hoping to leverage into some other options. And this is a platform as opposed to just simply a product. Um, so it has um, a film gate. I'm going to open up the back. And it has a film gate that is, and I'm trying to get the glare just right. There we go. Um, the it is um, it it has a potential maximum opening of 36 millimeters top to bottom, so it's as wide as a film, um, and it is 72 millimeters. Actually, it's a little bit longer in this configuration. It's about 74 millimeters side to side. It's also got a mask that drops in there for 24 millimeters, so it doesn't shoot over the sprockets. Um, and uh, 24 by 72. So that is a three to one ratio for a panorama. Um, the um, It has a sprocket advanced system, and I'll drop in some dummy film here. I just have to figure out, yep, there you go, some dummy film, and I'll run it with the back not on, and the back has some pressure plates on it, but what it does is it dummy. runs over, <laughs> I'll run it with the back <laughs> yeah, not I might on, just put the back and on. the back has the some back pressure plates. Um, so there's a sprocket, and on the the uh there's a uh, sprocket cylinder and on the top is a wheel and that wheel has a little arrestor and i've got to look in my mirror uh you just lift that arrestor up and it just like the bronco pan which is just like the rb67 packs yeah okay so i stole it from ethan actually um well, I, I stole had, it from an RB67. <laughs> well, uh, I had a working version of this, which was the FlexoPan at one point. I had a working version of this mechanism, mm -hmm. um, which was a FlexoPan. So anyway, I advance it to a certain point, and it stops. Um, and that is, that actually, when I, I, I developed one roll of film. I shot it early yesterday morning, developed it yesterday uh, afternoon. Um, and it gives me exact, uh, spacing. 
So we are talking perfect spacing, no matter where on the reel, uh, where on the roll of the film it is. Um, it is simple. I need to figure out a now a frame counter. Um, so uh, <laughs> so anyway, so you just move that little resist or uh, retainer lever, and then roll some. Nope, oh, nope. Apparently, I Sounds didn't. There. Yeah. Well, this is a. I think I just peeled that. Yeah, I just broke the film because I didn't actually let the retainer. Yeah, I broke the film. Um. Yeah. Um. It. I. That is sounding. No. Okay. It's. It's fine. There we go. Um. It is sounding a little bit uh, sketchier than it actually is in operation. Uh, I was, I'm trying to operate it backwards looking into a, um, a video feed. But um, it, the, the advantage of this is that there's no clicking counting. There's none of that. Um, so um, I, I, I need to shoot... I need another body print. I need another. Um, I uh, I've it has a rotary shutter on the front, um, so it rotates up and rotates down, and it's got a magnetic. Um, what did you call them? Uh, click detent. whatever. Detent. There we go. <clears throat> um, so um for the for the um pinhole version i think it's it, it's pretty close to ready um the i i can punch another hole on the other end and rewind back into it but it is going can to can film can to film can as opposed to take up real film can to take up real um, and that's just for convenience and engineering. Um, mm -hmm. It's so much easier to do that than it is to get a catch and <clears throat> and all the other things that Ethan figured out with the Bronco pen. Um, so this is pretty much ready to go. Now, the question is, will I be able to take this body to the next step? And the body to the next step is mount a lens right here. Somebody so so I yeah, and it, I plan on it being a primitive lens uh, for a, a a panorama. Um, it'll have uh, I it'll have a shutter. Um, so that's my big thing that I'm looking at. Um, and by the way, at this angle, I know those of you who are listening at home cannot hear it, but for some reason. Um, uh, Ethan is looking very much like Obi-Wan Kenobi with the, what? you know, he's got, yeah, he's got kind of a, a white shawl on. It's a white t-shirt, Yeah, <laughs> but there's some, there's some Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're, you're channeling, um, Ewan McGregor. Okay. Um, okay. So, uh, so that is the, uh, Gorgon because one of the things about the Gorgon, you look at a Gorgon, um, uh, and you turn to stone, so it fixes an image. Okay. You like that name? Okay. Then Good. if you don't like that name, I this like is going to be the Chupacabra. 
the chupacabra. I'm going to make me come yeah. for you. Uh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Because Ethan and I, for those of you who don't know, are fighting over the name chupacabra. Uh, <laughs> um, okay. I think we have beat this horse. Um, we have beat it. We got a couple yeah. of people watching. I don't know if anybody wants to come say hi and talk about this idea. I think yeah. I'm going to throw the chat link up on the screen. And if anybody wants to talk after the podcast, yeah. um, I will let some people in. This is the link up there. Um, and I'm not meantime, getting that full. You want to make it a little bit smaller? That's no, fine. It's it's, just... it's you. It's it's not the. Okay. Uh, okay. It's you have a cropped view, I believe, of what's going yeah. on. Yeah. But... I did have a crop view. I have now expanded it. Um, um, okay. So, yeah. Anybody? Uh, yeah. Um, if you want to talk about this or any other similar projects um, uh, offline, you know, off, uh, not live on the podcast, um, uh, we can, I think. I think Nick just woke up. Is mm -hmm. that right? Looks like it. Nick just. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, okay, we could talk to Nick after this business, but uh, okay. let's let's end the show. Okay. Um, uh, if you would like to get a hold of me, I am Graham at homemadecamera.com. Ethan is Cameradactyl at Cameradactyl.com. Ethan no. at Cameradactyl.com. Ethan at Cameradactyl.com. Uh, Nick is Avi Nick um, on um, uh, the Instagram. Instagrams. Um, and uh, what else? Uh, thanks, Robbie, for uh, producing the music that is um, that we use. Um and somehow our the link got turned upside That's down. That's fine. I'll fix it. But then okay. I'm going to put it on Robbie's music. <laughs> okay. Uh, so thanks, Robbie. Thanks, Robbie.